This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Wait a minute. Hey, boo! It's me, Roz. And welcome to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, the podcast where I talk to people that I like about weird and freaky shit. Today I'm going to be talking to two of my faves. Oh my god. Kara Clank and Lisa Traeger. You might know them from the podcast here on Exactly Right called that's messed up. I love them both. Kara's been on the show before. And now we got Lisa. It's going to be fun to hear the two of them and their perspectives. But before we get into that, let me read you a story from a listener. This one comes from Kelly, who emailed me. Thanks, Kelly. Kelly writes, Hi, Roz. Here's a short ghost story. I was in my early 20s, living at home, working full-time and going to school at night. One day at work, all day I kept feeling like someone was standing behind me at the entrance of my cubicle like they had a question. Hmm. I kept turning around, but no one would be there. I had a co-worker who liked to play pranks on people and standing behind you without saying anything Waiting for you to notice is totally something he would do. But every time I turned around, no one was there. I even got up to go to his desk to yell at him to leave me alone. But he was in his chair, headphones on, deep in the middle of a project. I felt crazy, but the feeling was so strong, I couldn't stop turning around all day looking for whoever was behind me. After work, I went straight to school, and I was so tired of feeling watched that I sat in the back row against a cinder block wall just so I would know that there was no one behind me. But I still had the feeling to the point where I kept turning around just to look at this wall. My classmates must have thought I was insane. I would have brushed this off as my exhaustion from how busy my schedule was, but when I got home, my mom met me at the door. She said, Oh, you're alone. I said, Of course I'm alone. I was at work and school and it's 10 p.m. on a weeknight. Who would be with me? She said, I don't know. 
but I thought I saw someone walking in behind you. I was shook, but too tired to even process it. I went to bed and never had anything like that happen again. My theory is that a ghost was doing a trial run of haunting me, but decided that watching me go from work to school to bed was too boring to bother. I hope they don't give me a second chance now that I'm done with school and probably more entertaining to haunt. Okay, thank you, Kelly. I guess the lesson here is don't be too exciting or a ghost will want to follow you. No, that's not it. That can't be it. I don't know. But either way, terrifying. I'm so glad it only happened to you for one day because I I can't be dealing with that. I don't like that. Living, dead, I don't care. Nobody's going around with me everywhere I go, shadowing me. Now where are we going? Ooh, what's this? No, no. Now, if you've listened back to the feed of the show or you've been listening for a while, then you know that we do listener episodes. I love these listener phone call extravaganzas. Basically, the way that it works is I'll talk to, I don't know, three or four, who knows how many of you per episode. And I want some submissions. I want you to send in your stories so that... We can possibly have you on in the future. Send me an email at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, listener episode. So that way I'll know that that's what you're doing here. Here's the criteria I'm looking for. I don't want you to spend way too much time typing out your stories. And also, if it's super long, I might not read it. Give me some bullet points with enough information so that I know what kind of stories you have. You know, for example, you could be like, lived in a house for seven years that was haunted. I would see a woman with a blue dress on walking through the hallway. Like, just, you know, that sort of a thing. I love a good beginning, middle, end. My favorites are definitely people that lived in a haunted house or currently live in one for a long time. Lots and lots of stories there. I also love... Have you been abducted by an alien? I'd love to hear that. Have you had sex with a ghost or an alien? Tell me about it. Have you seen Bigfoot? Oh, you know, I've never had a Bigfoot on the show. Would you be the first Bigfoot on my show? I'd love that. I get a lot of sleep paralysis stories and Ouija board stories. So the competition is stiff when it comes to those two. So if you got one of those stories... Make sure you send it in if it's just like extraordinary, out of this world, the scariest one you've ever heard. So me and my team, we're going to look through within the next few weeks, and then we'll reach out to you if we want to have you on the show. Guys, I'm going to talk to Kara Clank and Lisa Traeger from That's Messed Up. And we're going to get into aliens today. Do you like aliens? Let me know. I like it. I think it's all part of the same conversation here. All of this kind of unexplained stuff. I think they could be more connected to ghosts and cryptid creatures and psychic abilities more than we even know. But who knows? It's fun to talk about. All right, here we go. Time to talk to Kara Clank and Lisa Trager. On with the show. I am beyond thrilled to have some of my exactly right sisters, I can now say. I'm now part of the family. So we've got a return customer. We've got Kara Clank. Hello. Kara's brought along a little friend. I see a little (laughs) friend here, Kara. Who's your friend? This is my co-host of That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast, the hilarious Lisa Traeger. Hello. Thrilled to be here. (laughs) Hi, Lisa. I love ghosts. Well, when I saw you um, recently, when we were doing a show, I was admiring your Ouija board planchette tattoo on your arm. Yes. I said, Lisa is freaky. (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't know what it was called. It's such a hard word for me to keep in my brain. Planchette. I always want to call it tabernacle, but I don't even know what that means. It's like Kate Planchette. 
Exactly. Spooky drag queen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kate Planchette is a great name for a spooky drag queen. Seriously. <gasps> Wait, that's not in existence? No. It is now. You just came up with that? Yeah. Damn. That's... But also, Lisa and I were just talking yesterday in a separate conversation, obviously, about our favorite emojis. And she loves the ghost emoji. One of her favorite emojis. He's just, like, partying. And I love that. <laughs> totally. It's like... The ghost is um, up to no good, and he's freaky, and he's trying to, like, get fucked. Like, I love the little <laughs> ghost emoji. Oh, my God. That ghost is getting high and horny. Yeah. So we have to assume that it, at one point, was someone that died, and now this is them in ghost form. So it was probably some, like, wild party edible, <laughs> looking to get laid. It's the disco guy emoji. <gasps> but dead. He died at Studio 54. Oh, uh, I do want to say something, if that's okay. Okay, please. So I go on postsecret.com. I don't know. Are you a fan of postsecret? I don't even know what that is. So I found out about it when I was in high school. I bought like a hardcover postsecret book for a friend's birthday. And then what it is, it started as this blog, um, like a suicide prevention thing where people would send in secrets on postcards. And it's the number one visited website with no advertisements still to this day. And every Sunday, it's uploaded new postcards that people send him with secrets. And some are spooky, some are sad, some are silly. And they're all, it's just different people's secrets. And they try to theme it out. So Mother's Day, it's usually a lot of mother's secrets. There was one once around Halloween that changed everything for me. Okay. It said, I was at the cemetery and I invited all the spirits to come back with me. Biggest mistake of my life. Wow. Is that where it ended? That was it. And so it has haunted me forever because I'm always like, I want to see a ghost. I want to see a ghost. And then when I read that, I was like, oh, stop asking. I got to stop <laughs> wishing for the ghost. Well, that's the thing. They have nowhere to be. They're dead. <laughs> They're just waiting to get invited to an after party. They will be there. Right. I mean, then what? It's like, okay, everyone has to go back to the graveyard. Like, <laughs> it's getting late. Like, I don't want that. I know, because then the ghost turns into, like, that person at your party at, like, 2 a.m. And you're like, everybody's kind of gone home. And the ghost is like, want to hear some more music? Right. Well, they say 3 a.m. is when they really come alive. So <laughs> is that the rule? 3 a.m.? I mean, they call that the witching hour, approximately 3 a.m. But I'm always like, do they know when it's a time change? Are they on daylight savings? Yeah. Exactly. Most of my friends that are parents call witching hour the hour before sleep time for kids. I guess that's when they go the most nuts. Mm. My son had a huge witching hour. He would just cry uncontrollably from 6 to 7 every night for a while. Oh, God. Uh, the only thing I got to stop him doing it was I started playing, like, baby Mozart to him, and he liked that and would chill out. Oh, I would rather a 3 a.m. ghost than a 6 p.m. crying baby. Yeah. If I had to choose. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kara, I know you're a little skeptical of this stuff. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Where are you at on this, Lisa? I believe. If you can't prove it wrong, I believe. Okay, this should be interesting. That's why you guys are such a good duo together. I believe in ghosts, aliens. What else is out there? Bigfoot. What about Bigfoot? <laughs> no, not Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot's where I draw the line. <laughs> why? Bigfoot to me, I mean, I like the lore, but I do believe that if we found a Bigfoot, he'd be in a zoo. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't believe that there's this Bigfoot that's evaded all these, you know, poachers. I just don't buy it. Yeah. I liked Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. Classic. And I love the abominable snowman. He's like a cousin, I think, of Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Yetis. Like, there's so many different Bigfoot-type creatures that people report seeing, and I believe. You believe Bigfoot. I mean, I don't know. But when you say, I've never heard someone say poacher. <laughs> like, Because <laughs> now I'm like, I kind of want a Bigfoot coat. I'm, I don't wear fur, <laughs> but... There's some video where Bigfoot's hair is gorgeous. It truly is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why my association with Bigfoot is so upsetting. It's probably because it seems like a man in costume. In a costume, yeah. Yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah, I know. Oh, I also believe in mediums. Mediums, all of that. I believe in that. Have you been to mediums? 
No, there's one I've been DMing and I want to go to her. And obviously something is like scaring me a little to not go. But it's uh, I keep just paying for other things. But I want to go to this one medium who I believe in. Yeah, that's me. Like if I get a check, I usually go right to a damn medium. And a lot of times I regret it. I mean, at the moment, it feels like they're always like, hmm, seems like. Things are going well for you right now. I'm like, yeah, because you cost $100 and no one would just give you $100. No, this one, I heard about it on a podcast. So Busy Phillips was on Les Culturistas podcast. She was also just last week on this podcast. Get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did she tell you about the medium? Yes. With Shantira? Yes. Oh, my God. That's the medium I want to go to. Okay, that sounds like a pretty good one. Let's put our cash together and go. I want to meet my, all my grandparents <laughs> were dead before I was born. So that's like my goal. I want to like um, get some messaging from my grandparents. The thing that was interesting, though, and here's why I'm not going to give any money at this moment, <laughs> is because Shantira went to the psychic and the psychic had a message for Busy, even though Busy didn't even pay. So maybe if you go, maybe I'll get a little, you know, a little fall off to the side. Oh, and tell Roz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to wait and see how that goes for you. But have you ever encountered a ghost or anything like that? Sadly, no. Wow. I've had like moments where I'm like, oh, the universe has my back or like something's up or I can't believe this is so perfectly timed. Yeah. But never a third party. Like never. Are you like a fate person? A hundred percent. Remind me, Kara, where you're at on that. I'm the same. Like, I believe in fate. I think that there's, like, things that are beyond coincidence a little bit, but I'm a skeptic on the ghost front. Yeah. I've never really had a thing. I've never really seen anything ghosty. But I will say, after I did your podcast the first time, I get a text message. I'm talking to my friends about how I did your podcast and how I don't, I don't really believe in ghosts. And um, I get this text message from an unknown number, a number I don't have in my phone. And it's a video and it says, I was once like you, a realist, afraid of nothing supernatural. And then it's this video, this 10 second video that is like a girl in front of her TV, just like partying. And then you can see her friend is taking a video of her. She's playing a game. It's a game where it's like a wooden surfboard on the wall. Yes. She's holding like a washer and trying to get it to hit like a hook on the wall. And when the girl pans around to see the wall. Let me look at this. You see for like a half a second what looks like a woman in a nightgown walking in the hallway. Nope. It's terrifying. It's pretty scary. And I wrote, who is this? And they wrote, friends of a friend. And then the message says they moved out like a month later. And then my friends that I was with told me that it was our friend Zach who had sent it to me. But then <laughs> I just asked him if he knew the people from the video. He doesn't. So this is like a video that's circulating. Okay. Yeah. It gives me chills to watch it, but this actually makes me skeptical. Like, I believe something like this would happen, but, like, it could be their friend. But it gives me chills to watch it. I'm watching it again. If you're listening to this, I'm going to put it in our Instagram, uh, Ghosted by Roz. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. He just sent me the TikTok. He goes, wow, I found it. This says Ghost in NYC Apartment on the TikTok. It doesn't have that many faves. So, yes, we pan over and... Yeah, you do see someone. <laughs> I don't know if I believe it. I think it's scary. I want to say that they rehearsed this. Like, the fact that they turned it right at the tail end of when you can see this person walking through, it's suspicious to me. It's definitely suspicious, but they did a good job because I do get shivers. Oh, they did a great job. I get shivers. I mean, they're masters of horror, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But is it real? I don't know. That's the problem with ghost stuff just in general in today's day and age. You will never be able to get proof that won't make some asshole like me be like, I don't know. Like, right. there's nothing you can do at this point. Right. Like, toddlers can straight up make CGI on their parents' iPads at this point. Exactly. We've seen, like, the most sophisticated deep fakes, so there's almost, like, nothing you could do to prove paranormal stuff, I feel like. I know. You just have to experience it, and that's that. Like, And then no one will believe you. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus. Well, th this is actually an interesting segue, because... <laughs> Like, Jesus, what do you mean? Oh, like, you know, you can't just be like, I'm the son of God. No one buys it. You got to, like, come back from the dead three days later, you know? Oh, right. If Jesus happened today, we wouldn't believe that person. 
That's probably true. And I would say a bunch of us still don't. A bunch of us really don't believe it. <laughs> I believe he was a chill dude. Yeah. But at the time, I mean, he had a lot of witnesses. There were a lot of people that saw it. And he was also like, you know that book you guys have been working on? Write this in there. Because I want people to be talking about this for years. Okay. So there's a story I wanted to talk about that is a UFO story. Nice. Now, we already know that Lisa's into this kind of a thing. Kara, remind me, where are you at on UFOs? Not really, not really believing it, but... What are you talking about? The info is just declassified. I mean, there is absolutely aliens. I guess I've never seen any proof. There's definitely unidentified objects in the sky. That is like a fact, but... Are they from another planet? Are they, you know, creatures operating them? Are they human? Like, we actually, that is still kind of debatable. But this case right here I'm about to tell you about is one that people call one of the most convincing ever. It's known as the Pascagoula UFO incident. So most of the uh, information I got here is from a 2020 article by Brian Bloom for the Mississippi Clarion Ledger and um, also a 2021 article by Alexandra Cannon in Country Roads magazine. Okay, so we're going to Pascagoula, Mississippi. You guys do any live shows there? (laughs) (laughs) 1973. We're talking about 19-year-old Kelvin Parker and 42-year-old Charles Hickson. They are co-workers together. They work at a shipyard. One night after work, Charles is like, hey, let's go fishing in the Pascagoula River. They go out there. They start at one location. There's too many bugs. So they move to this other area, even though there's, like, signs that say no fishing. Kelvin, the younger guy, he's like, um, I don't want to like go to jail and get busted and Charles is like honey it's fine I do this all the time shortly after that as they're fishing in this area notices a blue light reflecting off of the river he's like ah fuck it's the cops I knew it but it wasn't the cops it was a big huge oval shaped aircraft about 80 feet wide emitting a bright blue light hovering approximately two feet from the ground making just a slight hissing sound. He says three creatures floated out of it. They had no legs. They had hands that looked like mittens or crab claws. One of them had no neck with wrinkled gray skin. One of them had a neck, and it was more feminine. (laughs) They were about five feet tall with one single leg with toe-like appendages on the end. So, where are we at so far on this? Believing it? Here's my problem with, like, a lot of alien stuff. Why are they always just, like, creepy versions of us? Like, if there are aliens, in my opinion, they are not going to just be, like, humans with gills or, like, humans that can stand and walk on two feet and have, like, toes and have... You know what I mean? Like, I believe more that it's, like, these big blobs that can talk to each other or whatever, like... I mean, this one doesn't have a neck and a crab claw hand. I don't know if that's human. Well, one is more feminine. It's like the story is like, well, there was a man one and a girl one. You know, like, I don't know. It's Well, let me make this story a little bit more interesting because Calvin, he's 19 years old, but it's a 1973-19. Jihad, can you throw up the picture of the two of them? That's a man. (laughs) Okay. Calvin could abduct me. Honey, I'll... Yeah. (laughs) I got some crab claws right here. Oh, yeah. He's got a nice mutton chop happening there. I'm not, yeah, I'm not into the sideburns, but Calvin (laughs) is fine. Calvin's sexy. And that other man, he's lived for 400 years. Like, I have seen him in history books and in present day. (laughs) Well, it's 1973. I mean. That man has lived forever. I could tell. (laughs) But the hot one looks like he saw something dark. Yeah. He's definitely going through it. That's sorrow in his eyes and, like, confusion. That is a photo of them after... Well, we'll get to that part. So the creatures that are floating out grab them by their arms 
and float them over to the UFO. A lot of the accounts that have more recently been featured in like these articles that I've read are from Kelvin because he's still alive. And so he says they kind of like went along with it because they were injected with something that calmed them down and they were just like there for it. He was taken down a long hallway and into an examination room on a table that was made of glass. Ooh, glass. Love that. A square-shaped object about the size of a deck of cards came out from the ceiling of this room and it circled around him almost like an MRI. Then a beautiful, more human-looking creature entered the room and she had a real long middle finger. (laughs) At this point, he can't move. She opens his mouth and she runs her hand down his throat, causing him to gag so much that he's even, like, bleeding. It's, like, aggressive. Charles, the other guy, says that he is put into a room where a machine examines him that looked like what he can only describe as, like, a big eye, and it was looking all over him, and then it left, and then he was kind of in the room alone. And then they were taken back right where they were found, where they were fishing. They go back their car. The window is smashed, and they had a little bit of trouble starting. And they get in the car, and they're like, what was that? We cannot tell anyone. No one's going to believe us. And then the older guy was kind of like, let's call the Air Force. They call, they're like, we don't deal with this kind of thing. Call the cops, which the cops don't deal with this either, but whatever. So, (laughs) yeah, where's the X-Files, baby? That's who we need. Exactly. Now, keep in mind, this is 1973. Like, this is still like some pretty out there shit. Yeah, they don't even know about the X-Files yet. Exactly. So they go to the police station. They go downtown and their question And this is when it starts to get, like, maybe more convincing for someone like Kara over here. (laughs) So they actually recorded them secretly. Like, they, like, left the room and kept the recorder going. They maintain their story. And the recording you can listen to online, and I have listened to it. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if it's because it was 50 years ago. They do have very thick Mississippi accents. This is some of the quotes that they say in there. Jesus Christ, God have mercy. I thought I had been through hell enough on this earth, and now I've got to go through something like this, said Hickson. But they could have, you know, I guess, well, they could have harmed us, son. And then the younger guy's like, yeah, they had us. They could have done anything to us, but they didn't hurt me. And then he says, I just want to cry right now. What's so damn bad about it is no one's going to believe us. And then the older guy says, I got to get home and get to bed and take some nervous pills or something. See a doctor or something. I can't stand this. I'm about to go to pieces. I can't sleep like this. I'm damn near crazy. So, I don't know. To me, I I get a little bit more convinced. The next day, film crews, you know, the press, everyone is, like, obsessed with this story. There's UFO experts coming to their work. Nearly 50 people in the area had called the police that night reporting something strange in the sky. A lot of people later went on to say that they saw things, but at the time they were like, no one's going to believe us. This is so crazy. Kelvin, the younger guy, he ended up losing his job because reporters kept showing up constantly. He couldn't get his work done. (laughs) And they only continued like every job he went to. So he ended up changing his name to Randy. They passed polygraph tests, a voice stress test, They were hypnotized three times and asked about their experience. They maintained the story the whole time. Charles died in 2011, the older guy. And Calvin, he still gives interviews. He wrote a book about it in 2018. In 2019, a historic plaque was placed at that site. And um, more than two dozen people have come forward as witnesses. There was a couple that said that they saw blue lights and they actually saw one of the creatures in the water. But, yeah, they didn't tell anyone. Okay. So, are you any bit more convinced yet? Because I can keep going. I got something else. I was just going to say, it is, like, interesting that they passed a polygraph because I do think people can beat polygraphs. But I don't know if, like, these two random, like, Mississippi men could pass polygraphs. In my mind, it sounds to me like they were tripping on drugs together or something. (laughs) (laughs) But what about all the other people? What there were other other people witnessed the the- fifty people that called saying that they saw something weird in the sky. CTV on their YouTube page. They actually have a news report from two years after this, interviewing some of the cops, some of the specialists, and the older man. 
Sometimes to me, like actually hearing the people talk affects how convincing it is to me. Because sometimes you're like, okay, I just don't, I just don't buy it. You know, like I, sometimes I just need to hear people talk about it. Okay, let's watch this clip. Jiha, could you play just that little excerpt from that, please? But it seemed to me when it came out that doorway or that opening or whatever it was, then just almost instantly they were right there on us. And uh, their arms, they had arms, and I saw the arms moving here and, and in the shoulders, but they had welled. I mean, their, their fingers were welled, and then they had something like a thumb, and they were like this. Mm-hmm. We questioned them at length, and then we left the room and recorded it. There's the cop. All the conversation they had recorded. Uh, the there's a picture again of Calvin. And one of them kept wanting to pray. He said, after all I went through on this earth, he said, why should I have to see something like this? Calvin Parker, I was questioning I think him. think another cop. And at one time, he <gasps> wanted to climb the wall. I saw so hot. I shook up he was. They had me uh, one on this arm like this, and on the other one, you know, they had my other arm like that. And they just, I just seemed to lift up to the same height they were off the ground, and and we just moved into the Smoking car. a cigarette. Now, inside, how did they, how did they lay you out. Do you remember how it happened? Um, yes. Uh, they, I didn't see any tables or chairs or anything mm-hmm. in there. I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't in there because the light was almost blinding, but I didn't see any. And when they when they carried me inside, they seemed to, to just lean me back, you know. And uh, this this eye, I keep referring to it as an eye, and it moved up to, in front of me about this close. Mm-hmm. And it started right at my eyes, looking me right in the eye. Uh-huh. And it seemed it hesitated there for uh, a few seconds, and it just started moving over my entire body. When they, they brought me uh, from the craft that, that along this area here, and they seemed to, they didn't drop me, you know, they just released me back to the ground. And uh, I fell. I, I don't know why my, my legs were weak. I don't know why it was the, the fright or what it was, but I, I fell onto the ground. And that's when I seen Calvin. He's standing right over here in this area, and he was standing facing the river with his arms outstretched like that, just like he was staring at something. I feel more convinced. These aliens came down to get the sperm of that younger guy. They were <gasps> like, he's hot. We need we need this genetic material. I mean, he's got like a little cleft in the chin and like a chiseled jaw. Like, Yeah, he's like a Prince Charming. Yeah. <laughs> But with Grant, I think they were, like, coming down for the best of us. They're coming down for the best specimens they can gather. Because I wonder if we're, like, little cheetahs to them. You know, sometimes the zookeeper poacher, they'll go out, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Put a little tag on a shark or a little tiger. I think that's what they're doing to all of us. Oh, I do think that they track people. I I mean, at least some of them. I don't know. I've never heard wherever planet these ones are from. This is like (laughs) its its own specific thing. Because a lot of times they they look like, you know, typical aliens, big eyes, big heads, whatever. So I don't know. If they were looking for his sperm, they looked down his throat. They didn't look in the right place. Wait, so you think so there's multiple planets. Oh, that yeah. it didn't hit me. Obviously, if you believe these stories, there's a lot of different things flying those UFOs around. But I don't know. Watching that video to me, that man is not lying about anything. Why would he say something so outrageous? This is the 70s, too. It's not like, I'm going to get on TMZ and let's right. do this. Right. I'm going to. This is embarrassing for this man. This is like a country man. Yeah. I just feel being like I was shipped up and deep throated. I don't think he would <laughs> lie about that. I don't certainly don't think he's like a con man. I'm not getting that vibe from him. But I'm just wondering if it's like it could have been a hallucination of some kind. But it is weird that it would happen with the younger boy. Are they father and son? Coworkers. Coworkers. I love when you have a job, like when I used to work at the mall, at the time, like my best friends were 50-year-old women. Like, that's sort of what this dynamic seems like. They work together, (laughs) like a 42-year-old and a 19-year-old. And it's like, let's blow up some steam. We can talk shit about weird Larry that works with us at the shipyard. or You know what I mean? Like, it was probably a cute little hang, and it turned into this. Now, it could have been... Let's trip or whatever. And then they freaked out and called the police. But there was a lot of people tripping that night, if that's the case, because there was other people witnessing this. 
Yeah, they don't look like LSD fans. Other people saw the blue light, but only these two saw the detailed and had the interaction with the aliens, right? They're the only two that reported going actually on the the spaceship. The vessel. The mm. vessel. But I mean, I've never been to Pascagoula, Mississippi, but I just had a suspicion that that guy at the time was the hottest guy in Pascagoula. So they were probably scanning around and they're like, that one. And they're like, okay, he's with like his older friend. They're like, he can come too. It's fine. We want that one. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but Watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed. But will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Roz, can I ask you a question? Please. Are most alien sightings reported in the United States or are there many, many reported in Everywhere. other countries? Like, do you get them out in Africa, they see them. In Australia, Oh my they get God, them yes. Okay. Yes. Some of the best stories are from those places. They're okay, everywhere. I was just wondering. I know, it's so American for us to be like, they only care about us. Yeah, like, this is where they're coming. They're coming to get us because we're the best, <laughs> you know? But it's always, like, the most random places, too, like Pascagoula, Mississippi. Right. Well, they can't just go to New York City. We would all see. That's true. Roswell, New Mexico. You know, that's, like, in the middle of nowhere. I get that. Yeah, because that's what used to discredit people, I think, too, where it's like, why is it always in the middle of nowhere? And it's like, um, for safety from the aliens. Like, why would they want to go in the middle of a busy intersection? That's when it's time for war, you know? That's when they're here to mm. let us know they're here. Yeah, they probably don't want to get, like, shot at or whatever by a bunch of different people. I mean, a lot of people report seeing them in L.A., but particularly they see them in, like, Malibu area a lot. Obviously, like, Joshua Tree, like, whatever, surrounding areas. But the smog is why we can't see them so much here in Los Angeles. And what are your views on the aliens going into the oceans and that they are doing stuff um, in the bottom of the sea and stuff like that? I'm not fully convinced that they don't live in the ocean. Okay, so you're a believer of the ocean alien vibes. I'm open to all of it. Me too. You ever see an octopus? Yes. Okay. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. They're so smart. They're so fucking smart. You guys want to see a haunted doll? Sure. I'm scared, but yeah. Well, it's time for a segment I call The Dolls Are Living. <laughs> so, this is what I do. I go to eBay or wherever, and I look at postings of dolls that people allege are haunted. And a lot of times they come with their own biographies. So we're going to do that right now. I'm so excited. Okay, Jiha, give us Kelly. Oh, I feel like I had a doll that looked like that. She is wearing a classic haunted doll ensemble. Very lacy, kind of a almost turtleneck to the dress. I want to say she has a parasol. I don't know. There's so much lace that it's all just blending together. 
And um, just one tear dripping down her face, because who doesn't want that in a doll? Oh, geez, the tear. Yeah, I just zoomed in and saw that. That's like a human trapped in a doll's body. That's like some witchcraft shit. Someone got put into the doll. They're crying because they know they're stuck. And um, that's fucked up. Lisa, I like the way you think. (laughs) You are right on track because that is what we're looking at here. So let me read you a little bit about Kelly on eBay.com. So currently she has zero bids. Uh, (laughs) Maybe why she's crying. It's starting at $38 or you could do for $90. You could buy her now. So here's what they wrote about Kelly. It says, Kelly is a sad young lady who dreamed of becoming an actor and being famous. She moved to California after she graduated to enroll in acting classes and to be closer to Hollywood. Kelly says that she was excellent in high school drama class and her teacher had high hopes for her. Kelly waitressed at a small diner to pay her rent but was running low on cash and couldn't keep up. She answered an online ad for an acting gig that was a commercial-based project. Unfortunately, the ad was a lie, and Kelly was lured to her death. She is still dreaming of being famous and needs someone who understands her drive and wants the same thing. She can't get over her death and is very sad and depressed. She says she needs someone to help, and maybe that will ease her pain. If you feel that you are what Kelly is looking for and you can help, please place a bid or use the buy now option. (laughs) It says she taps on my walls throughout the day and sometimes she turns my TV off. Yeah, it sounds like a bitter actress that's like, I I was up for this. Yeah. Turn it off. (laughs) I went to acting school with Olivia de Havilland. Yes. Well, but she's more contemporary because it was an online ad. Oh. So she's probably mad at whoever's on... You know, Emma Stone. She's like, yeah. oh, we were child actors together. Fuck her. Yeah. Would you like to add this to your collection? Um, either of you? No, that's a no for me. That would be a start of a collection. And that's going to be a no for me. I don't really collect <laughs> much. Kara doesn't like clutter. Um, No, I don't want this bitch in my life. Yeah, I've, I know a lot of Kelly's in life. And... <laughs> Failed actresses? Yeah, I mean, we live in L.A. There's Kellys everywhere we turn. I just feel like my Bratz doll and my McDonald's Malibu Barbie would be pissed. Yeah, I get that. I have to respect their wishes. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Okay, do you guys want to hear some ghost voices? Yeah. It's time for EVPs. Or Evie, please. Okay, here's what I do. I play some electronic voice phenomena, also known as EVPs. This is any time a person believes that they have captured a ghost speaking on a recording device. I have gone to TikTok, and I've found a page that has two EVPs for us. I'm going to play them for you, and I want you to tell me what you hear. Then we're going to guess some options. The correct answer being what they believe it says. So this first one, actually both of these, come from a TikTok called at orb underscore an underscore spirit underscore experience. All right. This is in unknown location. Uh, it does not say. Here we go. What is this ghost saying? Wait, that was the noise? Oh, that was the ghost speaking. Okay, go again. You gotta do it again. You gotta do it again. <laughs> That's not a metal band? That sounded <laughs> like a busy subway station. I don't, I, I can't. Do it again. Do it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is where you lose me. I, I've been gung-ho. I've been aliens, ghosts, living dolls. Here, that's nothing. It does sound like a piece of, come on, feel the noise. Like that song Yes, a bit. <laughs> it is a little hair metal-y. Maybe it's an angry dad. Okay, well, let me give you some options. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, here's some options. Is it A, please get off my nuts? Is it B, Lisa, what the fuck? <laughs> is it C, these are for a buck? Maybe they're selling something. Or D, Please, girl, you need to pluck. You know, like when someone has like one hair between their eyebrows and it's like, girl. Yeah. You would think in the afterlife you wouldn't have to do as much hair removal, though. 
Well, but the ghost is telling maybe a living person, like, Ooh, yeah, girl, you Get need your to shit plump. together. Yeah. I think it's C, the buck, but I want it to be B, Lisa, because that sounds like my name. I think it's B, Lisa, what the fuck? That is what they believe it says, because the person that recorded its name is Lisa. So okay. they believe that it's saying, Lisa, what the fuck? Let's hear it again. Okay. <laughs> nah, I don't hear it. <laughs> I definitely hear what the fuck. You can hear it. You can hear anything you want. I mean, where is she recording this from? Where Do we have I a context? I don't know. I don't know where this one was. I think it's special ghost tools. Yeah. I think she is using some type of like spirit box or some type of device that would give it more of that robotic sound. But this one, okay, here's another one. This one is definitely more of like a clear human voice, in my opinion. They recorded this one at a haunted hotel in their room. What is it saying? Let the bodies hit the floor. (laughs) I didn't hear anything. I know. It's a real faint whisper. I'm going to need the options quicker on this one. I really have nothing. I I honestly heard, heard nothing but static. Ooh, I heard a whisper. I'm fucking sick. I heard a little whisper, but I can't make anything out. Okay. Is it A? It's okay. I'm by. (laughs) Is it B? I'm getting by. Like the other spelling of by. Is it C? It's getting hot. Or D? This gig is bad. Which I can hear a ghost saying, like, this gig is bad. (laughs) I got to get out of this gig. Um... I think C. It's getting hot. Yeah, I think it's that. My instinct was B. B, I'm getting by. Okay, they believe it is C. It's getting hot. All right, now that you know that, just wait like one little beat. There's like just some background noise, and then you can hear it go, it's getting hot. Okay, here we go. I heard it. Yeah, I can hear it when you put it in my mind. Yeah, you can hear it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of hear it. It's okay. I'm bye. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that too. (laughs) I can hear it both ways. Like a bye person. This is like the dress. Are you seeing purple? Are you seeing gold or blue or gold? The dress. Exactly. I'm also a fool because I kept going closer to my microphone to hear better, but it's not where the noise (laughs) comes out of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do one last thing. I'm just going to throw out some different things that are unexplained phenomenal. And I'm curious if you have anything to say. I did do this with Kara, so if I say one that you've already answered, I'm wondering if maybe, I don't know, a random text message from a stranger has changed your your (laughs) views of this. Okay, astral projection. Do you know about this phenomena? Um, I've heard the word. What does it mean? Basically, the idea that your body is, you know, a physical body and a spiritual body. And the spiritual body is leaving the physical to go do something. I don't know. Have See above you. Go, you know, wander around town when you're sleeping. Ooh. People report this happening a lot. Oh, it's kind of like, oh, that show... With Gene Smart and uh, Legion. Hacks. Legion. Oh. Yeah, Hacks. She's as- being <laughs> astrally projected. No, I think in in Legion, there's like an astral plane and people have different projections of their, yeah. Um, and people say that like, you know, this is like a practice that people, you know, almost like a meditation type thing that you can learn how to do. I don't know why this for me is, I think you're connected to your spirit being until your human body is dead. Oh, and that's when, okay. I don't think your inner spirit can go take a trip without you. I really, that's too far for me. Okay. Because then what happens if I wake up? I'm dead on the inside? No fucking way. (laughs) No way. Yeah, I don't know if I buy this. The scary thing is sometimes people report they can't get back in their body. Then who's talking? They get locked out. Yeah, exactly. They forget the key. Um, what about past lives? 100%. I kind of believe in those, yeah. I saw a TikTok where this little baby was shimmying, and then they showed who she was named after, and it was an old woman shimmying in the same way. So I believe it. So the grandma came back as a baby. Correct. To shimmy. 
<laughs> an important message from the other side. <laughs> Come on, everybody, we do that conga. <laughs> I just believe that Erica Jane from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was um, a young boy who was saved in a shipwreck. I don't know if you ever watched that. Oh, I think a madam. <laughs> Wait, why do you say that? She did an episode where she was like, you know, I had a medium tell me in a past life I was a young boy saved from a shipwreck or something like that. Oh, my God. In the 1800s. And I was like, okay, Erica, now you're married to a criminal. I also think I have my grandma in me, my mom's mom. Go on. I'm listening. There's nothing else. That's why I want to go to this medium and dig deeper into it. But I just feel like I don't know much about her because my parents are Soviet and silent. But like she read cards. Really? Yeah. Everyone from the neighborhood would come in. She wouldn't take money. People would just bring food and she would read cards for people. And she just had some a little mystic energy. Um, she passed young, but um, a part of me thinks that I have her in me. Oh, wow. But I don't know. Do you think that you also have that ability like her? Not like focused, but... And I make fun of this one girl I used to live with because she thought she was a witch because she got deja vu. And I was always like, you're an idiot. So it's tough to not think I sound like her, but there are moments in my life where I think like, fuck, I think I'm onto something. Yeah. Deja vu, I think, is paranormal. Yeah, so did this girl I lived with. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's like confirmation that you're on the right path or something. Because it's so weird when you go someplace and you're like, I was already here. Like, that's not something weird to you guys that we don't understand. Like, we understand that it happens, but do we really know what that means? That's so strange. Maybe paranormal isn't a special gift because it seems like deja vu is very common. Yeah. In humanity. So maybe we're all experiencing it. See, that's why I think I think we're all psychic to different levels. And I think that there's ghosts around us all the time. And it's just like a matter of those little tiny little blips of when things cross over. I think that's possible. It's just a theory. I'm for it. I'm happy to be wrong about being skeptical. I'm just like skeptical about all this stuff. No, I am too. Happy to be wrong. I'm with you. Like, I'm always like... I'm not going to jump to something as paranormal. I need like a bunch of, let's try a bunch of things. That's why the Pascagoula thing is so convincing to me. Because if it was just two guys that were like, we saw aliens, I'd be like, okay, cool. Good for you. Yeah. But the fact that there were so many other details, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Witchcraft, just in general. Hmm. Are you guys into that? I mean, I feel like it's kind of become a part of culture so much more in ways like whether people realize it or not. I feel like witchcraft practices have infiltrated just culture at this point, and I'm all for it. But are you guys into manifesting or do you have any belief in clearing energies of a place or lighting candles for a specific reason or any of that? Honey, you know I have a house of intuition candle right in front of me. Those, um, <laughs> I love those. Those are so beautiful. Um, I was a junior high child who lied about having witch powers. So I do believe people are lying. You know, did I buy little books from Barnes & Noble and try to do spells and bullshit? Yes. So I think a lot of people are lying. But I definitely think some people have either evil, evil little energy or positive. Yeah, I believe people have something that others don't and that can do witch stuff. But... As a former lying witch, I think people might be lying. <laughs> you know? That is like believing that the person has the abilities, which I think can go along with this kind of thing. But a lot of times, like with a book that you can buy of spells and, and different, you know, explaining the practices, it's teaching you how you can do it. Like anyone can do it. It's not like a secret thing that you have to be born to be able to do. Mm. So it's almost like you could learn a language or something. It's the power that you harness from these practices. Yeah, I mean, I believe in like, there's definitely people with dark energies. I believe in energies for sure. Like some, someone can walk into a room with like a bad energy and you can like feel it immediately. But I don't know that they're then doing voodoo on someone. You know what I mean? Like, or have the power to like, you know, make something bad happen to someone. My mom always says some people don't have that, like, they don't even know it and they can't help it. Like, vampires, like, emotional vampires and stuff like that. Like, my mom sometimes says, like, you need to feel bad for those people. Like, some people can't control the bad energy they emit. Mm. Like, they're mm. cursed. And everywhere they go, they're just 
it's not good. There's nothing they can do about it. Your family's from? Um, the former Soviet Union, yeah. So it's pr- on the Black Sea, Odessa. So is there any um, cultural beliefs that you were raised with on any of this kind of stuff? We're evil eye people. So if I'm walking around and I see my neighbor or someone giving me an eye I don't like or complimenting me on something where I'm like, oh, you want to you want to ruin it for me? I do this in my pocket. It's called a dulia. Explain it to us. Um, dulia. I do this and she's putting her thumb between her pointer and her middle finger. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what's that. (laughs) And I hide it in my pocket. You don't want the person to see it. But if someone's even saying something extra kind, but I don't trust, I think it's malicious or like, wow, it's backwards or I just don't like it. Or they're looking at me in a way that I'm not into. I do that in my pocket, like all the time or hidden. Um, and then we also used to clip uh, safety pins on the inside of our clothing when we went to visit family. And now they're surprised why I don't trust our family. And it's like, you made me put safety pins in my clothes to ward away their evil. And now you want me to like hang out with them? Like never. <laughs> I don't know if it's communism and war stuff, but my parents are very much like, don't tell anyone anything. You don't know what people are thinking. And I tell everyone everything. And that really bothers them because they oh. don't think people are really safe at all. And it's about keeping things secret. And like one time a girl was complimenting my hair, but I was like insecure. And I like kind of flipped out at her. I don't know. I just felt something weird with her compliment. And maybe it was going to backfire. I think that's where we stand in terms of that. But now my dad's in his 80s, so he's going to synagogue. He's gripping to whatever he can. (laughs) There's a lot of Latin cultures that, you know, also have similar, you know, ways of warding off that energy. Like there's so much of this stuff, there's parallels around the world. Evil eye is like rice. Every culture has it and its own little spin. Yes. But it all comes from like lack of control, you know, or dire circumstances. Like the Norwegian country, the Nor- like Sweden, they don't fuck around with this, I don't think. They're just matter of fact, whatever. It's like it comes from like struggle in weird ways. Kara, what do you think? Everything I know about Evil Eye, I learned from Lisa. Do you believe it? I didn't know anything about that. I, I will say I went to Greece in 2012 and I got a little pin that had like the little evil eye that like wards off the evil. The yeah, blue, yeah, the blue thing. Because I just thought it was cute and I read a little blurb. Oh, this keeps away evil or whatever. But like, I really didn't know anything about it until Lisa told me more about like what her family does and everything. Okay. Well, because I, I was curious. I was curious. Uh, if I, She's a wasp. No. If I'm giving you... <laughs> I'm a white Anglo-Saxon <laughs> Protestant who's also Jewish. Um, I Yeah, I'm from Connecticut. We have no culture. We, I mean, I, like, I'm Jewish. My mom is Italian and my dad is like Hungarian. But like no one ever told me like any... Are you giving me the evil eye right I'm now? I'm trying. I'm just seeing if it would scare you. Oh, oh wait. I'm not supposed to show it to you. You did the thing with your hand. I'm not supposed and to I show it to you. It. I ruined I saw it. it. I'm but bad. I got you. <laughs> your mom's also a doctor, which I think like doctors um are so literal at times you know yes yeah 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 yeah. and i i can be very literal but like yeah i don't know i just never i definitely like had superstitions growing up and stuff like i remember you know being superstitious about little silly things but like i don't do you guys have anything like that before you go on stage no Oh, I will say that I one time read an article about Jennifer Aniston that she touches the outside of the plane before she gets on it. And now I always do it. I've done it for like 20 years. Oh, I just touch the outside of the plane before I get on it. So where do you want people to find you? I have a feeling it might be your podcast. (laughs) That's messed up. Yeah, we just announced a big fall tour. So we're going to be at a bunch of cities um, in the Midwest, East Coast, South, uh, at Toronto. Our podcast is That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast on this very network. Our live show and a lot of information about our podcast you can find out at that's messed up live.com. And Insta, our Instagram too. Yeah. But I don't that remember goes what to it's our, ever called. <laughs> yeah. That's messed up pod. Yeah. Well, as you go to places across the country, keep an eye out for ghosts because I'm yes. always looking for correspondence out there, you know, most comedy clubs and theaters and whatever, they say they're haunted. Well, we're we're really lucky and excited we're doing the Wilbur in Boston this upcoming yeah, tour. Yeah, huge. And that seems kind of historic and, well, I think that's the most likely chance. Okay. 
You heard it, Boston. Be there. <laughs> it might turn into a seance. <laughs> Thank you so much to Kara and Lisa. What a good time that was. Guys, I've been having so much fun talking to you every single week. I am just overwhelmed with love. Thank you guys so much for sending me your stories and all of your encouraging comments and reviews. And I'm just, I'm filled with love. And I so appreciate you all. I will be back talking to you next week. I love you all both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! This has been an Exactly Right production. Want to share your paranormal experience on the podcast? I read stories out loud, and sometimes I'll even call you. So email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You can send a DM or voice message to the show's Instagram at ghostedbyroz. Give us a follow while you're there. And follow me, Roz, on Instagram at Roz Hernandez and on TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. My senior producer is the startling Jiha Lee. Associate producer is the alarming Alex Chi. This episode was mixed and sound designed by the eerie Edson Choi. My guest booker is the petrifying Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from the hair-raising Hannah Kyle Crichton. My theme music is by the spine-chilling Brendan Lynch-Salomon. Artwork by the spooky Vanessa Lilac. Photography by the terrifying Elizabeth Karen. Executive produced by the chilling Karen Kilgariff, the spooky Georgia Hardstark, and the frightening Danielle Kramer. Follow Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Ghosted by Roz Hernandez merch.